got your Bible this morning, let me open to Genesis chapter 30. We've been speaking about praying and believing and, and part of the expansion program for the church is keeping things in focus and keeping our eyes on the goal. We had great victories in the past, had great things going on in the past, but we've got to look for a future. We've got to look to where God's taking us individually and collectively. And I want, and I, and I want to just share some, some highlights, if you like, out of this piece of scripture. And you'll know the story very well. Um, you've probably heard it preached many times. It talks about the speckles and spots and the, and the rods and, and Laban and Jacob. And um, I want to I just point some things out of this. God has given me a bit of a revelation. It's the last few days. If you go to verse 31, we'll read from there. And Laban said to him, What shall I give you? And Jacob said, You should not give me anything. If you do this thing for me, I will, I will feed, your, feed and keep your flocks. So he passed through the flocks and removed all the speckled and spotted and all the brown and all the speckled among the goats and the sheep and these shall be my wages. And righteousness will answer for me in time to come when the subject of my wages comes before you again. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted and brown will be considered stolen if it's not with me. And Laban said according to your word. A bit of the history here. Laban always had this idea that Jacob was going to be someone that would just be taken advantage of. He worked seven years to get a wife and he doesn't get the wife he wanted. He worked for another seven years to get the, to get the, the wife that he really wanted. And, said, and then when he asked him about wages, he said, you can have the spotted and speckled sheep. If you understand anything about Laban's, Laban's um, animal husbandry, he had no speckled and spotted sheep. He had all thoroughbreds. They were all one colour. Should have been a bit, been reading a bit of history and it said, Josephus talks about it and says, he said, he, sheep, were thoroughbreds because he was a rich man. He didn't have any mongrels. He got, he, there was no, no Heinz variety, 57 sorts of breed, what is it? He said, they, they, were, they, were, they were all thoroughbred sheep. So he, he was pretty safe. He said, if you work for me, you can have the spotted and speckled sheep. He thought, I'm going to rip this guy off again, again. Again, I'm going to rip this guy off. Now, he's worked seven years for the first wife, which wasn't the one he wanted. He worked second years, 14 years, he's got free labour. He's got free labour. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes in our lives, we, we feel like we're doing the right thing, we're doing the right thing, we're doing the right thing, but we're getting nowhere fast. If you understand the story, then he, he, he says, so he takes rods of green poplar and of almond and chestnut and peels strips in them and put them in the water. The rods which he peeled, he set before the flocks in the gutters, verse 38. And the water troughed where the flocks came to drink that they conceived when they drank. So the flocks conceived before the rods. They brought forth speckled, spotted. And Jacob separated the lambs and the goats. And the flocks made faced toward the streaks and all the brown in the flock. But he put his own flocks by themselves and didn't put them with Laban's. And it came to pass whenever the stronger, listen to this now, wherever the stronger livestock conceived, Jacob placed the rods before the eyes of that livestock in the gutters that they might conceive. And when the flocks were feeble, he did not put them in. So the feeble were Laban's and the stronger became Jacob's. Then the man became exceedingly prosperous, had large flocks, male, female, servants, camels, donkeys. What happens is, Sometimes life throws you a curved ball. Sometimes life, you think, I'm doing the right thing, but I didn't get what I expected. And sometimes we've been talking a lot about prayer and pray first. If you read down a little further, 
I thought to myself, what would give Jacob the idea of, of the, these, rod, these speckled and spotted rods to put in before the sheep? Why would he do that? And he doesn't tell anyone about it. He doesn't tell anyone about why, why he's doing what he's doing until you read down a little further. He, and he talks, he talks about it and he says, he says, he said, I lift, in 31.10 it says this, and it happened at the time when the flocks conceived, I lifted up my eyes, I saw in a dream. Keep that in mind now. Behold, the rams which leaped upon the flocks were speckled and grey spotted. And he gets an idea. God shows him something in a dream. And he grabs a hold of that dream and he said, I'm going to bring that dream to reality. And how am I going to bring that dream to reality? So he said, I've got to, bring, I've got to put this thing before my eyes. I've got to keep this thing, I've got to keep this, like Peter was talking about, you've got to put it before your face, you've got to make a memorial. You've got to put something out there that says, that's what I want, that's what I'm going after, and it doesn't matter that I've been ripped off seven years the first time, seven years the second time, and now I'm working for no wages. It doesn't matter. I've got this dream, that God, this thing that God's planted inside of me, and it said, I'm just going to keep putting it out there. And every time the, 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 the strong sheep come along, he put it in there, and they said, bread spotted and speckled strong sheep and goats. And sometimes life doesn't give you what you want. See, what did, what did Laban see? All that Laban saw said, well, I've got a whole flock of all thoroughbreds. And this bloke said he worked for offshoots. Oh, I've got to be pretty safe here, come on. I've got thoroughbreds, I'm only going to breed thoroughbreds. I'm going to get this guy's labour for nothing. I'm going to get all this, all this guy's going to do all this work for nothing. But God had a plan. I'm going to tell you, sometimes it looks like the world's going to rip you right off, but God's got a plan. God's got a plan, and it said, and you, you just got to keep it before your eyes. You've got to keep it before your eyes. God's promise to, to Jacob was that he'd be prosperous. He'd be a man. He'd have his land. And it said, and he's working for this guy now 14 years for two girls. Working for him for 14 years. And then, he, then when he comes to him and asks about wages, he said, oh, if you do this, you can have the spotted and speckled sheep, but I've got all thoroughbreds, so that ain't going to happen either. See, what do you see when you pray? What do you see when you pray? What's before your eyes? Does it just sound like a good idea? I'm just, I'm just praying for only Joe today, only Flo today. We put a sign up there, and it was up there this morning. And it says, command your day before it starts. If you don't command your day, and you don't put it before your eyes before the day starts, let me tell you, the day will dictate what's going to happen. The day will dictate what's going to happen to you. If we're going to be a church, we're going to be a church that we pray first. We're believing God for it to happen now. We're calling a vision in for growth. We're keeping it before our eyes. That's why it's up on the board all the time. That's why we're pushing Vision 2020. It's before our eyes. It's something we believe God's spoken about and God's, and God's provision's going to be there for and we're just going to keep it before our eyes because we don't want to let it go. We don't want to let it go. What do you see when you pray? Laban saw an opportunity to get a good worker for nothing. Laban saw an opportunity to get a good worker for nothing because Laban says to him, said, oh, you're a man. I know you're blessed of God. Laban says to him, I know, Jacob, I know you're blessed of God. I know, I know that, that when you're here, my, my flocks prosper. I know that. But he doesn't offer to pay him. But Jacob had a dream and a belief. So he says here, he says, 
after he has the dream about, about the speckled and spotted sheep in, in 31 verse 10, he says, Then the angel of the Lord spoke to me and said, Jacob, and he said, Here I am. He said, Lift up your eyes now and see. I want to ask you this question this morning. What are you lifting up your eyes and seeing? What are you lifting up your eyes and seeing? Are you seeing that, 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 that life has treated you badly? Because this guy had every excuse to think the world had treated him badly. What are you looking up and seeing this morning? Are you commanding your day? Say, Lord, I think I'm blessed today. Lord, when I wake up in the morning, when I lay my head to breast, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. What are, you, what, what's, what, what are you commanding the day when you start the day in the morning? Because if we don't pray first, the day will dictate what happens. See, it says here in verse 13, I am the God of Bethel and where you anointed the pillar, where you made me better. Now arise. Get out of the land and return to the land of your family. He'd be estranged from his family. He'd be estranged from his, from his mother and brothers and all the rest of it. He'd be estranged from them and he'd gone somewhere else and, and said, and the world had treated him badly. Come on, all of us have got stories like that in our lives. All of us have got stories where life hasn't treated us fairly. All of us have got stories in our lives where we've been ripped off. Or we think we've been ripped off even. I said, and, and, but, but you've got to keep something. God is for me. Who can be against me? God is for me. Who can be against me? Come on, can you get, <coughs> pardon me. Can you get that in your, in our, before our eyes this morning? God's for me. Who can be against me? Something happens, you know, in the world today when, when, when we start to say, God, you know, I'm believing you. See, several things happened off here. Jacob was ripped off by Laban, not just once, but he had a dream and he placed it before his eyes. And he prayed that dream, what, until it became reality. He put those rods in the, in the water when the animals came to it to, to, to drink. He put it before their eyes. And he just keeps praying until it happens. He just keeps praying. When, when he put that in the water there, I don't know how long it takes for sheep and goats to have offspring. I have no idea. But, said, but, but he, still, he must have prayed that whole time because he didn't see anything happen that like, didn't happen like that. Didn't happen like that. There was a, you know what? But when you have to sow something. You have to have something before your eyes, and keep praying for that thing before it comes to reality. Before it comes to reality. See, what do you do with the thing that God puts before your eyes? Well, Jacob exposed the white of the rods, and says, verse thirty-eight. They conceived with the good before their eyes. Something was birthed out of that that thing that he put before eyes. Something was birthed out of the thing he kept in the forefront of his thinking. Something was birthed out of that and it said he became a prosperous man. I want to ask you this morning, what, what, the thing that you put before your eyes, do you see it through to the birth stage? Do you see it through or you, in the end you think, well, this isn't working and you chuck the rods out of the water? What things have you chucked out with the water? We're saying, babe, chuck the baby out of the bath water. But I'm saying sometimes it, 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 it's like God gives us a dream and a vision and births something inside of us and when it doesn't come to fruition in the time we expect, we chuck it out. Think it mustn't have been God. Yeah. Mustn't have been God. See, and it doesn't matter what the world's saying. See, because in, in reality, Laban should have had black sheep. He should have had black sheep. The dream of God sometimes goes totally contrary to natural. Totally contrary to the natural. The natural man said he had brown sheep and black goats and that's what he should have had, brown sheep and black goats, but he didn't. Because God gave a man a dream and he put that dream out there and when he put that dream out there and kept it before his eyes, something happened. Something changed in the spirit realm. 
See, what happened? Laban discounted God's favour on a man's life. And sometimes the world will discount God's favour on your thinking and God's favour on your marriage and God's favour on your children and your children's children. This week my, my youngest daughter had a baby. A little girl, Abigail Ann. Three weeks ago the doctor said oh, there's something wrong with the baby's head. So I freaked everybody out. I said, no, this, this child is the favour of God. Tried for eight years to have this baby. This is the favour of God. And Kate Milner and all the church were praying and praying and praying. We given them a prayer list and we just kept believing God, believing God. She's the most beautiful, gorgeous. Thanks after a grandma. <laughs> Curly black hair. Gorgeous. About the, you ask me anything more than that, you're out of luck. It's about the size of a sack of potatoes. About, about, three bag, about, three, about the size of a bag of potatoes. Three kilos, something like that. 2.88 kilos. Someone said, how big? I said, oh, you know, about a bag of plastic potatoes. You know? I could ask it a bloke. Ask blokes questions like that. Come on. Yeah. See, but sometimes the world will always discount God's favour on a human being's life. The world will always discount God's favour. Say, well, that, that can't work. You got cancer, you're going to die. You got this, that's what's going to happen. You got this, that's what's going to happen. But when God's favour comes on a human being's life and they grab a hold of that favour and they keep that favour before their eyes and they command it day after day after day after day, something starts to change. And it's totally contrary to what the world's saying and it's totally contrary to what the world's thinking and it's totally contrary sometimes to what you're even thinking. Discounting God's favour. He put the rods before the sheep and goats, but he still had to wait for the promise. Isn't it amazing? Lindsay said this morning here, said there was 400 years of silence from the Old Testament until Jesus came along. I bet you them guys keeping it for that, oh, the Saviour's coming, the Saviour's coming. The, we've got a promise, the Saviour's coming, the Saviour's coming. Sometimes you've got to wait. If you're like me, I'm not a waiter. My wife told me I'm an impatient critter. But... Some of us, like the rest of us, don't laugh. <laughs> I want to ask you this question this morning. What do you do while you're waiting for the promise? What do you do? This year's almost finished. What, what do you believe in God for next year? What do you believe in God for? Don't let go of what God spoke to you this year because it might happen next year. Just because it didn't happen in 2019 doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It means that God's favour is poured out on a human being. What are you doing when you're waiting for the promise to come? I want to give you a couple of thoughts. What do you do when you're waiting? Go with me, Philippians. What do you do? Let's read from verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, let your request be known to God. Keep it before your eyes. Keep it in your thinking. Keep it in your prayer life. Keep it in your confessions. 
when, when, when we first got saved, Lynn said, we're going to pray, we're going to pray, we had only one little girl when we got saved, she was about six months old, but Lynn started calling in husbands for them, my daughters, called them in, six months old, she was our first girl, and Lynn started calling in godly men for them, started calling them in, calling them in, calling them in, I said, oh gee, darling, she might never want to get married, Lynn just give me that look that a wife gives a husband now and again, and you know, you don't say any more. Don't say any more. Just it's enough. Anyway, so 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 she called them in, and then when we had our second daughter, then we had our third. Daughter. She called in husbands, all married, godly men, all in church every Sunday. Never, 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 never backslid. You know what? There's something about keeping it before your eyes and keep speaking it and keep confessing it and keep praying it until it materializes. Until it materializes. And see, he said, "Be anxious for nothing but everything." But in what? Oh, and just some things. Um, I'll work some more overtime if I need some more money. I won't believe God. Oh, what about this? I'll just, I'll just do this. I'll just do that. I'll just do that. But it doesn't say that at all. It says, but in everything by prayer. Now that's getting to the point at the end of the stick here. But by everything in prayer. If, if it's not birthed in prayer, let me tell you, it's going to be a hard road if you're going to do it. Hello. If it's not birthed in prayer, it's going to be a hard road if you're going to do it. going to be a hard road like this stupid computer whatsoever things with thanks let you request and the peace which passes all those things then I go down to verse 8 finally brethren whatever things are true what are you keeping before your eyes the truth God's for me who can be against me what are you keeping before your eyes God's for me who can be against me what are you keeping before your eyes well the, 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 the labors of this world have ripped me off six times six well it doesn't matter who God's for me it doesn't matter who, God's for me. And it says, whatever things are noble, whatever things are right, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. Well, good report, we hear it every Sunday. Oh, this is the house of God. This is the place I came and I felt like I was home. Come on, what are you keeping before your eyes? This is the family. This is the place where we're better together. This is the place where God's moving. This is the place where prophecy flows. This is the place where God, what's good report? What are you keeping before your eyes? Be anxious for nothing. Jacob kept his promise before the throne of grace when he kept putting those rods out there week after week after week after week. He didn't just put those rods in the water once. It says he put them in the water and 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 if you want some more, he put them in the water again. Sometimes you've got to keep going back to prayer and say, yes, Lord, today I command this day. Today is the day of my healing. Today is the day of my release. Today is the day, Lord. I thank you. Today is the day. I'm commanding this day. This day will be a day of blessing. This day will be a day of promise. This day will be a day... Whatever your day needs. Now in verse 9 he goes on and says, The things which you learn, the things which you receive, the things that you heard, the things that you saw. And what's the next line say? What's the next line say? Do these things. Hello. Hello. Can't be any plainer than that. Whatever things are right, pure, just, holy, etc., etc. It says, do these things. If you want a good result, I said, if you want to grow cucumbers, you don't plant daisies. 
If you want to eat, eat the good of the land, you don't eat something that's maggoty. There's, a, there's something before your eyes. I'm convinced of it. There's something, you've got to keep something before your eyes all the time. Have you commanded the morning since your day began? Have you commanded the morning? When you came this morning and you got out of bed, what say, oh, man, I'm running late for church. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We're running late, running late, we're out the door. They come and say, wow, I'm coming into your house today, my God. I'm going to meet with you. My God, I'm going to have your flavour over my life today. God, I'm going to get a prophetic word this morning. God, I'm going to do this or something. What do you, what's your day? What do you command your day? The things you learned, the things you received, the things you heard, the things you saw. Do these things. Keep the dream before your eyes. Keep the dream before your eyes. Disregard what seems natural and choose to believe God's promise. You take your notes today, write that down. Disregard what seems natural and choose to believe God's promise. Because he should have had black and white goats, but he didn't. He should have had generic, genet, genetics, animal husbandry, all that other science says he should have had one-coloured goats and sheep. It's just not possible when, when for, it says for years he separated out the speckled and spotted ones so they couldn't breed. He separated them out. He separated them out. He separated them out. He separated them out so they couldn't possibly have crossbreeds. He separated them out time and time again. His sons went and looked after them here. He got rid of them over there. He said, they, I, and when he said, I'll work for the spotted, he thought, oh, this guy's going to work for nothing. The Bible talks about the world meant it for harm, but God meant it for good. Time for us to get a fresh revelation of that. God's for me. God's for me. God's for me. God's for me. Who can be against me? God's for me. Who can be against me? Something changing in our spirit thinking. I've sensed that in the spirit realm. I said to Lynn, Lynn it says, there seems to be something happening, like, a, like a, a, a fresh belief coming and a fresh something getting on the inside and say, God, you're for me. God, you're for me. God, I've, it seems like I've gone through the motions, but I'm getting a revelation again. God's for me. Who can be against me? God's for me. Who can be against me? God, I'm, I've had the labors of life. I've had, I've had the situations of life. I've had the stuff that, that hasn't been how I wanted to be. But God, I thank you. Again, I get a revelation and put it before my face again. God's for me. God's for me. Who can be against me? God's for me. Come on, when you're praying today, when you believe in God for the, for the rest of this year, when you believe in God for next year, when you believe in God for the church expansion, what's before your eyes? Oh, yeah, we need to do that. I'm telling you, I challenge you, challenge you this morning. Get it before your eyes. God, we want to see people come. We want to see people saved. God, we want to see people get a hold of that. God, we want to see that dream and that vision. God, we want to see that come to pass because you've got to own that vision. I'm going to tell you this, friend. We've got to own the vision for see growth. We've got to own the vision to see souls saved. We've got to own the vision to see people come to the kingdom. It's not, it's not these guys in the front row that that, that, that happens to. We've got to own that vision. Eh? I believe, Lynn, Lynn believed... 40 years ago for husbands for our, wife, for our children and we didn't even have the children yet. Think about that. She believed for husbands for our children we didn't have the children yet. Sometimes you just got to believe what you, don't, what you can't see yet. You just got to believe what you can't see yet. You know, God spoke into your heart this morning just while the musos are coming. God spoke into your heart this morning and I have a sense there's people here and, and, and you've, been, you've been just feeling a bit like Jacob. The world's taking advantage of you. Life's taken advantage of you. 
I'm going to, I believe this morning that, that you can have a breakthrough if you want to believe God. I believe God can set you free this morning to get a fresh thing before your eyes and say, that's for me. That's me. That's what God's called me for. That's my destiny. That's my purpose. That's my plan. I'm going to fit in the kingdom of God in this house, in this place, and the thing that God's put in my heart, I'm going to be able to use to grow the kingdom. Come on. Come on. You're here this morning. With every head bow and every eye closed. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, my God. You said the things we hear, the things that we see, Lord, we want to do them. We want to be people of doers. We want to be doers of the kingdom, not hearers only. Father, speak to our hearts this morning. Speak to my heart this morning. Lord, let us be challenged to grow the kingdom in this place. Lord, let us be people that pray first and keep it before our eyes. Pray first, keep it before our eyes. Pray first and keep it before our eyes. 